And it's the RU Review, episode number 10. I'm Steve Titchener. And on the line, we have John McAlevey. Uh, Matt Lachlan will be back, but, you know, he's busy. Johnny with Seton Hall now, and he's got the Devils, so he's he's got a lot on his plate. We will have the, the Jersey. man in show business, right? Yeah, man. We'll have the Jersey Hardwood podcast, of course, and, and we'll, Matt will be on for that, too. And that's Rutgers and Seton Hall basketball, along with the rest of New Jersey. We covered, you know, we covered um, St. Peter's during the run, their run last year at NCAA tournament. So, um, so it's Jersey basketball, and and that's uh, that's coming uh, at you next week. We're going to start that up, and sponsored by our good friends at LG Insurance. But now we're talking football, as we always do with the RU review. And uh, Johnny, it was it was a tale of two halves. Right, I mean, it, the first half was it was exciting. Uh, n- nice crowd, not a sellout, but darn close. A lot, I'll I'll say this, a lot of maize and blue in the crowd. I mean, I wouldn't say half, but I'd say over a third. There was a lot. It was a little disconcerting because you don't really want to see. I mean, look, there's a lot of a Michigan alumni out there. They travel well too. They're into their football team. I mean, it's nice to see the, the house just about full, but, you know, you want to see more scarlet in there. And there was a lot of maize and blue. But, hey, uh, it was an exciting night, and uh, and Rutgers played tough in the first half. Uh, you know, Gavin Wimsat is getting more comfortable. Um, he's completing passes. Um, nice uh, touchdown pass to Sean Ryan. Um and uh, the defense has played, played, has been playing very well, and they and they played well in the uh, in the first half. Second half, what can you say? Twenty eight points for Michigan in the third quarter. That was just a terrible uh, third quarter. Uh, Gavin Wimsat, um, you know, threw made a couple made a couple mistakes, threw some interceptions. One was a pick six, and then you know, uh, and then a short field, a couple short fields, and that was it. You know, it's you can't you can't give that to Michigan. They're too good of a team. Um, and you know, I would just say it was you know it was a, it was a it was a challenge on the offense. Um, they decided to go do the vertical game with with Wimsat and just go for it. I think the one thing that you know troubles me, I scratch my head a little bit, is always seems to be a balance thing, John. You know, we're always like quit throwing screens and throw the ball downfield. And then yeah, you're throwing the ball downfield, but then you gotta you gotta mix it up. There's gotta be some kind of balance. It's always all of one thing or all of another. Uh, they couldn't run the ball at all. But I don't know the, the no design runs for Gavin Wimsat. I mean he had you know four for minus eighteen. Come on, I mean this guy's got some wheels. Again, it's just it, but listen, it's a very good team, a very good defense, and they couldn't run at all. So I thought maybe a couple design runs might work for Wimsat, uh, but they just decided not to do that. They decided to use his arm and go downfield. Worked in the first half a little bit. Didn't work at all in the second half. Mistakes happened, and uh, we saw a lopsided score, 52-17, to 17, which was kind of a bummer. For, for To go the halftime lead to a blowout, you know, that that was a bummer to me. Uh, 38 yeah. nothing in the second half is, is, is kind of... That'll demoralize you, Johnny. Yeah, well, what Again, as you mentioned a couple of times, you're playing against one of the top teams in the country, and and the fact that you had a 17 to 14 lead, um, that's that's the positive you got to take away. You know, we talk about um, you know baby steps and and that kind of stuff. That is the positive that you take away um, because 
the, the Michigans and the Ohio States of the world, they just are coming through town to, to come through and, and knock you around. It, 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 you know, those are the teams that are nice to have on the schedule and you want to have the alumni and everybody come back for them because they're going to be sellouts. But those are realistically games that they're never going to win. The fact that they were 17-14 to 14 in, in the game in the second half, um, that was terrific. But then, as you said, the roof caved in, and uh, I bet it went from a, a pretty fun atmosphere to a morgue in about 15 minutes, right, Steve? Yeah, pretty, yeah I mean, less than that, John. I mean, as soon as, they, you uh, know, as, soon as the two touchdowns, uh, the, uh, there was a pick six and then another pick where they had a short field, and, you know, this thing is over. Um, and then they just couldn't do anything on offense. Defense played well. I mean, you give, you know, come on, they have a couple short fields and a pick six. What are you going to do for the defense? I mean, they, they, you know, the defense has been tough all season, and I thought they showed up certainly in the first half. Um, just the uh, the offense uh, just couldn't uh, couldn't keep it going and really sputtered. And you know, and yeah, Gavin Wimsat, he looks good. I mean, I, I was I was worried about uh, Wimsat a little bit. I wasn't sure. Hey, what's going on? And which really, I mean, that's just that's panicking straight up. I mean, the kid's a, he's just got to on campus. He's 19 years old. I mean, but you know, he was struggling a little bit with uh, just missing receivers. And you were sure, hey, is this guy the real deal? Because we all want to see that. We all want to see this. You know, someone take fire and just you know lift their team and put them on their shoulders. But you know, it's not realistic. It's just not. Right. But right. you know, when you're looking for a, a savior, which is it's not it's not fair to put that on him. You know, he still needs protection, right? He still needs sure. time in the pocket. Still needs be you know, in order to get out out in the open and to roll out and such, he's got to have blockers. You know, so uh, you know the offensive line struggled. But again, you know, Michigan's Michigan's doing that to a lot of teams, and um, they uh, they they had a good night um, and. This is certainly a great second half. Uh, you got to put this one away. I mean, you know, Michigan's going to be vying for a national championship here. They're going to be in the top four with the way things shook out on Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, Tennessee losing, and and uh, you know, so they're they're uh, they're looking pretty good. And the thing uh, is, can they hang with Georgia? Can they yeah. hang with? Well, uh, I mean, with those first schools. first, can they beat Ohio State at the shoe? I'm not sure they can. And Ohio State is is awfully good, and I just think the home team—they're both good. So I think that you know Michigan won at home last year. I think likely Ohio State will win, but it's not not out of the question. Michigan is 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 really really good, and they're playing well. It was just a bummer that you couldn't. And I you know I don't know if Samuel Brown would have really made a difference. There was just no room to run. No. Probably a little bit of one. He probably you know Kyle Manung guys is a hard runner, but he is just considerably smaller. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but he managed 17 yards and, um, you know, they just, uh, if you can't run the ball then, and, you know, and, and that's what they're doing. They were just dropping the safeties and just waiting for Wimsat to throw it downfield. So you got to mix it up in some way. I don't know. It's all, you know, armchair quarterback, second guessing and all that, but it's, uh, what happened didn't work. What happened on in the third quarter, John? didn't work <laughs> right they're trying to stretch yeah. the field they're trying to go downfield um there's a couple times where you know like aaron crookshank um you know he's he's he's, he's a good player uh he's quick as can be um you know maybe a fringe nfl talent i don't know maybe a is slot he 35 now or is no, he's, 36? He's, 
he's older. He's he's <laughs> he's a he's certainly um you know he's going for his doctrine. I don't I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. but I. Uh, but he's not a big target. So if you're going downfield with him, I mean, he's not a he's he's, he's not you know a six four guy that's that can get, you know reach out and grab a ball. You know, um, you know, Sean Ryan's a little bigger of a tra- target, and you're starting to see that he's starting to he's starting to be effective. You know, Chris Long had a couple nice uh, receptions. Um, so they uh, they did their best, um, but uh, you know, they, they couldn't. They just didn't have the ability to go downfield like that with with uh, even with even with Michigan's um, defensive backfield, which is very good too. So they were just waiting, uh, reading yep. his eyes. And uh, boom, interceptions happened, and that was uh, that was that. It was just a yeah, you, 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 no you'd hope that they could just kind of stem the tide a little bit and not, you know, the the four touchdown outpouring in the third quarter where it was just over. By the end of the yep. third quarter, it was done. There was no shot in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and and so, and uh, after that first half, it was a bummer. But let's put it to de- put it uh, to bed. Um, have to move on, and we have to move on. Uh, uh, Rutgers has to move on to Michigan State. They go to East Lansing. Last time they went to East Lansing, they got some seven turnovers. I mean, it was a pandemic game, um, so all teams were in disarray and all that. But hey, they were opt- opportunistic. Um, they got a bunch of turnovers, and they won. Uh, so yeah. uh, now they're going into this one. I was, you know, I was looking at the spread. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a big crooked number again. And it was a little less than I thought it, I thought it would be, uh, and I think it's still good ten ten and a half, right, yep. John? But I, yep. uh, you know, because come on, they've, they've just been throwing some big numbers out there. But you know, it, that twenty six point um, uh, spread against Michigan looked pretty good at halftime. Yeah, and, and Michigan ended up crushing that. So, um, yep. so uh, it, it's and it, ten and a half. Uh, I was questioning the the Minnesota uh, spread, and boy, that was you know a shutout, thirty-one nothing. So, uh, what do I know? But uh, you know, ten and a half, um, at least, just saying, hey, this thing is not a, a built-in blowout. I mean, Michi- Michigan State beat an Illinois team that might, could be a little overrated. I think the West is a little, the Big Ten West is just not what it used to be. Come on, let's be honest. Right. Uh, but hey, still they're winning their games, and they're and then that's all you can ask. Um, but Michigan State goes into Illinois and beats them after all yeah, that turmoil do. and losing eight players. Yeah. So, um, you know, but they, uh, you know, Peyton Thorne, they still have talent. Um, uh, Mosley is a good receiver. They they still have some talent. Um, the, the lines are are still pretty good. I mean, they hung with Michigan for a little while. Yeah, before. they did. For a little while, and um, yep. I think that Rutgers can hang as well. No reason to see if if they can have a half like they had against Michigan. Why can't they do that against Michigan State and then you know sustain yeah. it in some way in the second half and at least have a game? Um, this isn't one where I'm throwing out saying there's no way Rutgers wins this game. I think they can hang. Um, is it likely? No, it being in East Lansing, you know, and in Michigan State coming off a big win, but still, you know, they've lost a bunch of players. Um, they're depleted to a certain extent, and I think that uh, this is a game. Again, I mean, the, now this is where Samuel Brown might be able to get a few yards. Um, Kyle Manungai uh, and crew, uh, uh, Al Shadi Salam, uh, you know, uh, they gotta they gotta figure out a way. Aaron Young's back uh, now. 
Uh, Nunzio Campanelli's got to figure something out there and figure out how to move it because you got to be able to run the ball in some way. Or again, it's going to be the same thing where they're just going to you know pull the DBs back and just read uh, Wimsat's eyes, and, and that's really hard for a young quarterback. Where sure first of all, he's he's not getting great protection, right, John? <laughs> this one. Thing. Oh no, he that's can't tough. Run, can't run. You're not getting great protection, and now you've got a split second to hit receivers. Um, you know that uh, you know it's it's just a tough. It's a tough way to go unless you just figure out a game plan that that'll work. You know, maybe some quicker outs, um, maybe run a few screens and all that. They, they just completely abandoned that against Michigan. They were just going downfield. Now, again, we all we'll see Wimsat's got a nice arm, John. Yeah. So, um, and he does have the ability to stretch the field, but it still has to. I just I don't think they mixed it up as much as they could have. Um, it was just kind of, again, I'm just going back to that theory of the all or nothing. You're either doing you know, it, just... it would be nice if, if they could start doing some stuff like what the Bears finally did with Justin Fields. You know, he's not your prototypical drop-back passer, but they've got him rolling out. They've got some, you know, right. controlled, some RPOs, and they've got him using his legs because that's what he is. He's just a phenomenal athlete, Fields, and he's really come on the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's not necessarily – they're not necessarily winning, you know, a ton of these games, but, um, you know, he's he's having some success in, in like, fantasy football-wise. I mean, he's putting up monster numbers because he's running the ball. He's completing some passes. And it'd be nice to see Rutgers utilize what, what skills Wimsett has because, again, I don't believe he's your prototypical drop-back pocket passer. He's more of a... Get out on the get out on the on the yeah. on the wings. And, well, here's the thing: you know, is get he, out and do that kind of stuff. Try and run the ball a little bit more. He's such a dynamic talent. I think he can develop into both. He looks like a guy who can drop back and really fire the ball downfield. But I agree with you, John. I mean, he's got to get out of the pocket and run a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's got you know they they just decided for whatever reason they felt that he couldn't be effective, or maybe they were protecting him, thinking that you know he'd he'd get hit if he if they designed a few plays for him. I don't know, but. You know, and again, Michigan has an awfully good defense and probably the best that they're going to face all year. But uh, Ohio State's in there, too, obviously. But um, I, I think a few design run plays uh, for, for Wimsat uh, this Saturday uh, w- would be a good idea, at least to show, uh, you know, just to mix it up and, and, and give a different look. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, and just figure out a way to at least open up the pass game a little bit by, by threatening something. And maybe Manung guy can get it going. I mean, he is a hard runner. He's just not he doesn't have the size he doesn't have the size Brown has. You know, but he, he can um you know, he he runs hard and, and uh if he can get a, a sliver of a hole, he can get through it, but he just he's, he's not getting that. He's not getting yeah. that. Um you know, the last uh, the offensive line you know struggled the last two weeks, even against Minnesota and against uh, Michigan. Uh well, they again, have to they have to run the ball, as you said, because they can't continue to put their defense out there to play the entire game. They have to, even if they don't score some points, they got to change field position around, and they got to give those guys a blow. So they got to sustain some drives by running the ball and not just one, two, three, kick. You know, you're talking about the Rockets sort of offense: one, two, three, kick; one, two, three, kick. They can't be doing that all the time. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Interesting enough, speaking of the kicking, I. Uh, uh, 
uh, Adam Corsack was, uh, you know, he had uh, he had a couple close calls there. He was doing the rugby thing, and and you know this is you know this is very athletic, and you got a lot of guys that are going to be playing on Sundays, which is the whole thing we never really talk about whether whatever he's doing can work or you know on on Sundays and in the NFL. And is he a guy who can just go back and, and 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 kick the hell out of the ball? I'm not sure. I mean, what he's been doing and it's been pretty amazing is the way he kind of he's kind of changing the punting game in college anyway because he consistently goes out, rolls out, and then kicks the ball. But he, he he goes up and runs a good three, four, five yards ahead, and then boots the ball. But there's a couple times where Michigan players were really close to that ball. Yeah. Uh, but he still uh, he still managed to get it out. But he didn't have the the, the uh, typical game that he has. I mean, they, 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 so he was getting chased a little bit, which was which was interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, well, we're on to East Lansing. And you know, yeah, when you're talking about your punter, it's time. <laughs> well, he is. Look, he's he's been a terrific punter for Rutgers. There, so he's going to be missed for sure. Yes. I mean, he pins he pins uh, teams deep, and it, it's been fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it's on to Michigan State, Johnny, as you said. Uh, East Lansing, it's a noon kickoff. And uh, again, like I said, um, you know, figure out a way. If you can't run it, then figure out something. Again, go back to, you know, maybe a couple rollouts by by Wimsat, um, RPO, get that going. At least something to throw the defense off. And then, you know, you could try to, you know, you could try to hit Crookshank deep, you could try to uh, Long and, and, and Ryan, you could try these guys. Uh, Johnny Langan didn't do much. Well, not, he did nothing. He caught one ball for nothing, no yards on Saturday. So he really wasn't featured much. So maybe get him going, get the tight end position going. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way to move the ball. I mean, the offense has to move the ball. And this defense is tough, and they're going to be they're going to be tough again. Um, but they do have some – they have experience, a quarterback, a pretty good receiver. Um, running backs are okay. They, I'm sure they're missing Kenneth Walker the third for sure because he was a huge boost for Michigan State last year. Now he's a huge, oh, huge yeah. boost for the uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks right now, actually. Yeah, um, he's killing it out there. Yeah, he's doing really well. So, you know, uh, but the, 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 this is a team you can get now, right? You know, Michigan State. All right. You, you know, yes, they they impressed against Illinois and probably all banded together, but that they're a week past that. They come home. I'm sure there's still a reasonable amount of distractions going on with the, what the whole thing with the tunnel thing against Michigan. Um, and uh, But it seems like they're playing hard still, and they're playing for their coach. Uh, yep. So there's that. And But Rutgers has an opportunity here. They can. This is a game they can win. Again, with, you know, look at the spread, look at everything, and you're saying not likely, but they absolutely can. And um, it is a double-digit uh, double spread, so... Um, they're, they're, that's a challenge, and it's probably pretty accurate. But uh, let's see. Well, all we can see is uh, you know, kick, you know, kick it off on uh, noon and uh, in East Lansing there, and and um, you know, if the defense plays as hard as they're playing, they can keep them in games, Johnny. You know. Yeah. So uh, I I would say, um, you know, I would say again, you know, I thought that they would. I thought they would stay with Michigan. I thought that that uh, in and Minnesota, I've said in all in both of those that they would stay close and certainly beat the spread. I was wrong both weeks, but I'm going to go down that that road again and say that that Rutgers can can stay with with Michigan State here. Um, probably be a close one, and the home team uh, pulls it out. But um, 
uh, I, I, you know, I like Michigan certainly. Uh, rather, I'm sorry, Rutgers getting those points, and and um, and and I think Wimsett will continue to develop, and uh, that that's what I'm well, <laughs> hopeful, wishful thinking, Johnny. But that's what we're uh, uh, that's what we're hoping that Wimsett can, yeah, can continue to. That's what we're on. And then to. almost almost have a breakout game, right? Uh, really. Yeah. Really, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Nunzio Campanelli just got in there. Gle- you know, Gleason was let go. Campanelli, I mean, he's, he's three games in here. So he's he's still developing and figuring out what he can do with this offense. Now you got Wimsat on the field consistently. Um, he's getting comfortable with some receivers. So let's see what can happen. You know, they still have a chance here. And then maybe, it's, you know, look, I, I'll say a ball game is still, you know, they're four and five now. Bowl game is still not out of the question. You win Michigan State, and then who knows? You you figure something out against uh, Maryland uh, down in um, at Bird Stadium on a holiday weekend. No one's going to be there. I mean, right. you know, so there's not this big home field advantage. It's just that Maryland's playing good football, and they're they're a better team right now. So Rutgers is going to have to play a perfect game against both these teams. No turnovers. Not a perfect game, but. No turnovers, a solid game. Hope hope the other team uh, makes mistakes, just like last time they were in East Lansing where Michigan couldn't hang on to the ball. Muffin punts, fumbling here and there, pickoffs. It was seven turnovers. I'll take, we'll take that any day, right, John? Seven turnovers. Absolutely. And it still we'll it was a little too – Sign up right now. It was a little closer than it needed to be. But anyway, uh, noon kickoff. I think it's on BTN. Um pretty much all that game deserves uh but uh but Rutgers still in as as an opportunity here and, and can still you know you win that game and then you're really like hey a, a bowl is realistic just a, a lights out game against Maryland I mean you always say Penn State you never know but you know Penn State's awfully strong but you, you, who knows who knows uh, we'll uh uh, they're overdue to, to figure out something against Penn State. Not likely again this year, but, um, you know, Rutgers has them at home, and that's going to be a fun night uh, in, in a couple weeks. Uh, but Michigan State, uh, noon on Saturday, and that'll do it for this week. Uh, check out our site, moresportsnow.com. We will have the our like our flagship show. We love this show. It's called the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. We cover Rutgers basketball, Seton Hall basketball, and also all of uh, uh, of Jersey when there's a story out there. We cover that too, but we concentrate on the two uh, teams. Our sponsor, LG Insurance, is back with us, and uh, we're excited about that. We're going to start that up um, next week as well. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. Also, uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts, uh, a few other directories, uh, SoundCloud as well. Uh, So uh, listen up, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.